I'm a real supersonic, pass the ball like magic. Sean Kim or Larry Bird, the old school Mavericks. I got basketball cards, gonna sing a little more. I got basketball cards, now enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Godfather Nate Milton. And right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me your basketball cards. In the spirit of the great names of the past, like Dikembe Mutombo, and not Michael Jordan, but Baby Jordan, Harold Miner, Drazen, Arvidas, J.R. Ryder bringing that East Bay funk. I bring to you the man who met World Be Free and Danny Ferry, your host and my brother, Zaire, also known as Bandana Z. Welcome back to an episode of My Basketball Cards. This is your host, Zaire, a.k.a. Bandana Z. Big shout out to Paris Alexa, the theme song singer to the show, and to Brother Nate Milton, who does the intro. Um, we are going to do one more episode. I said last episode that that was the last one of the season for the 76-77 Tops cards. But no, we're going to add one more. Big shout out to Alvin Adams. We talked about Alvin Adams in the previous season when we were doing 80-81 Tops cards with the three players on the front. Well, right now we're doing the big tall boy cards. And Alvin Adams was a rookie uh, during the 75-76 season. Um, and so he was rookie of the year as well. This was his um, best season as an NBA pro. Um, he actually had a nice lengthy career. And he was rookie of the year. He was an all-star and it was the only time he had ever made the All-Star team throughout his career. Uh, 19 points per game uh, as a rookie. Also averaged um, 5.3 assists per game, which is like uh, an amazing number to get from your center. In that time, he was uh, well, 5.6 assists per game, sorry. So he actually was the leader on his team in assists, and he was second on his team in rebounds, he averaged 9.1, check that third on his team in rebounds, 9.1 rebounds per game, and uh, second in scoring. So if you got a center that can be a strong rebounder, uh, lead the team in block shots, 1.5 blocks per game, and uh, be the team leader in assist and the second leading scorer, and he's a rookie, it's just an amazing uh, year for Alvin Adams. So he went on and... Um, led the, the Suns to the finals, and in the finals, he performed well. Um, just crazy how he's just forgotten in NBA history, but this series was, um, at the time, you know, if you watched it, you remembered it, it was hard fought, it was um, just an amazing year for the Suns to make it at 42-40. and 40. Um, They improved 10 games uh, record-wise, which is impressive, but you wouldn't normally think that a 42-40 and 40 team would make it to the NBA Finals, but they did, and they did it by beating uh, the Seattle Supersonics in the Western Conference Semifinals four games to two. Then in the Western Conference Finals, they beat the Golden State Warriors four games to three, and they went on and played against the Celtics in the um, Finals and lost four games to two. Um, this is like a Celtics team that was like, sort of like the, the end of an era, um, because the Celtics would briefly have, uh, 
some downtimes in the late 70s prior to Larry Bird arriving. So this was kind of like the end of an era for the Celtics, <clears throat> for them to go out strong. Um, during the series, Albert Adams led the Phoenix Suns in scoring. In the six games, he averaged 23 points per game, 10.2 rebounds, 4.7 assists, and 1.3 steals per game. Um, also on his team was Paul Westfall, who many people remember as being a coach in the 90s, but he was definitely a talented ball player who actually played for the Celtics prior to playing for the Suns, so he was going up against his former team at age 25. He was a young up-and-coming guard ready to get some revenge. And uh, on the Celtics side, you had Dave Cowens, who uh, averaged 20.5 points and 16.3 rebounds per game. Uh, another great player, Jojo Wright. Jojo White averaged 21 points per game in the lead Boston. John Havlicek was nearing the end of his career. 35 years old, he averaged 15.5 points and 5.5 rebounds and 4.5 assists. Not bad. Um, now, here's this this era is just so different. Once again, it's the dark ages of the NBA, the uh, 70s. Um, you know, you... You look at the Celtics winning a championship, and I think that would get a lot of coverage no matter when it is because they're just such a, a marquee franchise. But here's a time when, you know, later on, you can't – it wasn't many white NBA centers that were, you know, dominant in the NBA, especially in the 80s. Um, but here you are in the finals where you have Dave Cowens and you have Alvin Adams – uh, the two starting centers who happen to be white players. And that's not something that uh, we are used to afterwards in the NBA. And, okay, is it a big deal that they're white? No, but it's just how the league changed, um, you know, as far as players. Um, and I don't know. I, it's just an interesting thing to me to see, like, like you had Larry Bird, he was obviously a white basketball player, and he was an MVP. And he's like the last white American MVP in the NBA. And I always wonder, like, why is that? Like, what happened? Now, we've had other white stars from other countries come in and do well. Like Steve Nash, he's from Canada. Um, and we've had other players do well. But I just always wonder, what did, what what happened? Um why is there, I guess, I don't even want to say a decline, but what happened to the white American basketball player? Why is it that you don't see um, too many that are, like, totally elite anymore? Um, I don't know. And, and I think this is psychological, but I think that many of us buy into what we what we can and cannot do. I've seen so many white guys be like, oh, I'm, I'm white and slow. I can't do this. Um and, you know, you got people of different ethnicities that buy into stereotypes and buy into what they cannot do and they don't do it. So, you know, what if Steve Nash had said, well, I'm white and I'm Canadian. I can never be an MVP. I think that would, you know, he, he probably wouldn't become what he had become. He didn't buy into that stereotype. So I just wonder, you know, um, I don't know what, what happened psychologically to white men who were seven feet tall um, and or 6'10 or whatever that once upon a time dominated a game. Why, or not dominated a game, but very good. Why all of a sudden 
did that change? I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too hard. But Alvin Adams had a really good career um, for the Suns so much that they retired his jersey at the end of his career. So, you know, yes, his rookie season was the highlight season of his career, but he was a model of consistency. Uh, played from 75-76 season to 87-88 season, retired at 33, um, averaged 14.1 points per game, seven rebounds, and 4.1 assists throughout his whole career. Um, he only had two seasons where he didn't average double figures. That was in 83-84 and in 87-88. Other than that, he was a double-figure scorer, averaging at least 10.8 points or more every single season um, in the uh, playoffs he put up numbers of seven he had played in 17 series over nine years the Suns won eight of those series and lost nine of those series and um, over those years he averaged 13.8 points 7.5 rebounds and 4.1 assists consistent numbers just like his regular season numbers um, but his, his best uh, postseason moments came against the Celtics in the finals um, now we usually just talk about the 70 or we go deep into the 76, 77, uh, season in this season that we're doing, but just to look back at, um, Alvin Adams NBA finals run to see how good he was as a rookie in the NBA finals. We're just going to take a gander at that real quick. Um, cause I just think it's just important for, NBA history to understand um, what he contributed uh, as a rookie, where we often don't expect rookies to carry the load <clears throat> on really good teams. So if you look at his NBA Finals performances against the Boston Celtics, game one, they lost by 11. He put up 26 points, eight, eight rebounds, three assists, three steals, uh, shot 13 of 27. Game two, they lost by 15. He put up 19 points, 15 rebounds. Once again, a rookie just putting up big numbers. Game three, the Suns win uh, by seven. Um, and he put up 33 points and 14 rebounds with two assists, two steals, and a block. Game four, the Suns even a series. He put up 20 points, seven assists, six rebounds. Game Five, they lose by two. So imagine if they win that, they go up three games to two. But they go to Boston, lose by two. Uh, that might have been that game that went to like a bunch of overtimes. He put up 20 points, nine rebounds, five assists. And then game six where they uh, were eliminated, uh, they lost by seven. He put up 20 points, nine rebounds, and six assists. So just a very, very strong series by Alvin Adams and people probably thought he was going to be a Hall of Famer when he was done um, with his career after playing so well in that series and he continued to play well he just never had that big stage to perform on again um, he never averaged as many numbers um, as many points I should say um, but he was consistent and he was a contributor to the franchise um, just on his Wikipedia page before we wrap up, um, it's, it notes that on uh, February 22nd, 1977, he recorded a triple-double, and he had 47 points, 18 rebounds, 12 assists, 
against the Buffalo Braves. Um, and it says he was one of five players in NBA history, along with Elgin Baylor, Wilt Chamberlain, Russell Westbrook, and Vince Carter to have as many as 46 points, 16 rebounds, in a triple-double performance. Another thing is that his number 33 was retired by the Suns, but when they signed Grant Hill, Adams allowed the team to um, allow Grant Hill to wear number 33. Um, he is a franchise leader in games played, minutes played, rebounds, steals, is second in field goals made, um, and third in assists and fourth in blocks. And these days, he is the Suns Vice President for Facility Management for the Talking Stick Resort Arena. Um, other uh, awards, he was, along with being Rookie of the Year that we mentioned, All-Star, he was first-team All-Rookie, uh, third-team All-American in 1975, Big Eight Player of the Year in 1975, um, and his number 33 was re I think is is definitely honored by Ohio. I think yeah, it is actually retired. Oh, not Ohio. Sorry, Oklahoma. He went to Oklahoma. So there's only four players from Oklahoma whose jerseys are retired: as Wayman Tisdale, Mookie Blaylock, and Stacy King. Just those four. Um, and so he he's one of them. It's pretty cool. Um, before and you know, I say we're gonna wrap up, but. Just want to look uh, at his 76-77 season, which is what the series that this um, season is based on. 76-77, he averaged 18 points per game. Not bad at all. Um, numbers dipped a little bit. The Suns dipped um, as a team. But he averaged four and a half assists, 9.1 rebounds per game. And he played in 72 games instead of the 80 that he played in a year before. Um, his best game in 76-77 came against the Buffalo Braves. Is that triple-double that we talked about. Once again, 47 points, 18 rebounds, and 12 assists. Five blocks, by the way. Um, he also had a 34-point game that season against the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, uh, Atlanta Hawks. 13-point win for the Suns. And um, he put up 34 points and 16 boards in that game. I uh, just want to check, see what his best rebounding game was. A 19-rebound performance. Uh, he had 19 points, 19 rebounds against the uh, New Orleans Jazz. And he also had four assists that day. Was our good friend Pistol Pete on the floor. Let's see. This is March 30th, 1977. Yeah, Phoenix Suns and, uh, yeah, New Orleans Jazz. Both teams struggling. The Suns 30 and 46. The Jazz 34 and 42, so you guarantee that game was not on anybody's national t TV. Uh, but Pistol Pete, 26 points that day. Uh, struggled from the field, shot 12 of 32. Ouch. Uh, but he had 26 points, five assists, five rebounds. And um, if you go up and watch Alvin Adams, Alvin Adams put up 19 points, 19 rebounds, like we said before. Shot nine of 17 from the field. Very good. Three steals. And the Suns. Grab the win that day. Um, so, yeah, with the Suns being in the finals, it's pretty cool to kind of look back at um, a legend in the franchise. And, you know, a forgotten player around the league, I think. Um, Alvin Adams is still alive and still around. Basketball um, has the opportunity, actually, if the Suns win a championship with him being in the organization, he'll probably get a ring. So that would be cool, too. Um 
but he's not a player that is talked about around the league, um, you know, once again because of the era that he played in. Um, and maybe if the Suns beat the Celtics, maybe we're talking about him, but I can't actually, I could disagree with that because we talked about a player named Don Ford last season who, um, helped the Blazers win a championship and nobody talks about him. Everybody talks about Bill Walton, Maurice Lucas, but Don Ford played a pivotal role in helping the Blazers defeat the 76ers and who knows that? Unless you were watching, unless you were a Portland fan from that era, you probably don't even know who he is. Um, so maybe it'd be the same way with Alvin Adams. Let's say they beat the Celtics, you know, and it's his rookie year, and then he goes on to have the same career that he has. Um, people still probably won't be talking about him. Um, you know, and they talked about Paul Westfall. And I think the only reason why Paul Westfall was uh, remembered and referred to is because he was able to, t- to transition as a successful coach and he helped the Suns get back to the finals when they happened to have Charles Barkley on the team. So pa- Charles Barkley brings a lot of eyes to your franchise. So people typically are going to remember, oh, who was the coach of that team? Oh, yeah, that's Paul Westfall, you know. Um, but had he not done that, he might be forgotten too. So it's just something to think about. So, yeah, this is definitely the last episode in this season for these cards. We will come back to these cards in time. We have more cards from the 76-77 season to talk about and to share with you. But, um, yeah, we're going to wrap this season up. Thank you for listening to my basketball cards. And next season, we're going to be probably going to the 1990s. Talk a little 1990s basketball. All right. Thank you for listening.